Welcome to Our Baseball Life, where we get real about what it's like to live life in professional baseball. I'm Lori Ankiel. And I'm Alyssa Baginero. Together, we have over 30 years of experience in the game. And on this show, we bring you interviews from the entire spectrum of the pro baseball experience. From the major leagues to the minor leagues to international ball, we cover it all. This is episode 33. Today, we have Ashley Barden with us. Ashley is one of my oldest friends in baseball. Um, she is an incredible photographer. She is a fitness pro, and she will be at our conference, and we are so excited about it. So, hey, Ashley. Hey. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Ashley. <laughs> I was going to say, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, you know, Ashley is actually one of my oldest friends in baseball, too. I'm trying to think, like. Oh, really? I think we met when Rick was in AAA, and that was, like, 2007. We met, yeah, 2007. Yep, it was. Oh. That was our first year with the Cardinals. Yeah. So how about that? <laughs> I'm everybody's oldest friend. You are. <laughs> well, we had our, and we had our first kids um, within three months of each other. And uh, yeah, I remember yeah. we were pregnant at the same time. We were time pregnant and- together. That was so yeah. fun. <laughs> Bring me back to those good old days. <laughs> oh man, time goes. So and fast. so, I, you guys have to go and follow Ashley. Um, obviously, she's an excellent photographer, but her body is just like goals, <laughs> goals, and goals. So, if you just need motivation to get your butt to the gym, go on over to uh, Ashley's Instagram. And you would put the donut down. Trust me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Thank you. Now I'm feeling good this morning. Thank you. <laughs> I swear, Ashley, like all Ashley and I ever talk about, though, is food. Yes, I mean, it is. <laughs> I love food. We have food. had so many conversations about food. Um, I love I love to eat. Mm. Yes, yes. It is my favorite pastime. And, and, and Avery's, too, now. I've passed it on to her. Does she and she cooks a lot, right? With you and she cooks she, a lot. I know she bakes. bakes and she like yeah. she will do anything for food. <laughs> the way to your heart, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, we definitely like to eat. Well, I we brought Ashley on uh, for this episode because she's got a, a unique perspective that we kind of not really touched on um, on any of our previous episodes, and that is. Um, divorce in baseball. And I know that um, it's such, I I feel like what they say, the rate of baseball families that get divorced is like something like 70% or something ridiculous. Didn't you hear something like that? The stat. And so, uh, so we brought Ashley on to, to, to educate us (laughs) on, uh, on how things can go when your guy retires and all the things that we can do to strengthen our marriages and uh from her experience and um so yeah so we're glad to to get your perspective here ash thank you yeah it's definitely not like a super uplifting topic but coming through on the other side hopefully i can enlighten y'all's listeners a little bit and um i don't know just share even some things that i would probably do differently now looking back um, yeah, you know, being removed well, from the well, tell us, let's tell us who you were married to, how long you were married, all that kind of backstory a little bit. Okay, so I was married to Brian Barden. We were married for 11 years. We met in college. Um, so we kind of went through the whole baseball life together. Um, like we were together on draft day, lots of ups, lots of downs, lots of minor league time. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> but it was awesome. Like, you know, when you're in it, you're kind of like, gosh, I can't wait for this to be over and have a normal life. But as soon as that happens, you're like, wait a minute. I liked that baseball life. That was fun. Um, yeah. So we were married 11 years. We were together like 15 or something. Um, he played for 12, mostly in the minors. You know, he had big league time, but never substantial amount. I was going to say, you were in the, you were in the big um, leagues with the Cardinals for 12. Yeah. Yeah. We were in the big leagues, yeah. a few teams, Diamondbacks, Cardinals, Marlins, um, you know, but it, it was, we had our time up there, but not like a, you know, not like a career. Yeah. So yeah, he played for 12 years and then he retired in 2014 after, after that season. We have three kids, Avery's 12, Jagger's eight and Rockland's five now. So and we've been divorced for almost three years. Crazy. Yeah. I don't even think I knew you guys got divorced <laughs> for long, like for a while. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know. Nobody knew. No, I was so embarrassed. Like, I felt like a failure and I didn't tell anybody. I mean, I, I feel like most people sort of knew if they were like my friend or following me because he was never in any of my pictures. And um, we just kind of like drifted apart. Well, I think we get actually um, quite a lot of questions from people about, you know, just asking us if we would be able to touch on this kind of topic or, you know, what do you do when your guy retires and they're not happy or, um, what, what happens when a marriage fails? Um, it's just, it's something that people don't want to talk about very often, but I do think it's important because like Lori said, you know, uh, over 70% of baseball marriages end in divorce. So it's obviously something that needs to be talked about. So anything that you have that you would want to kind of, um, share with our, you know, our community would be amazing. So first of all, like, when our divorce came, like it, our basically beginning to our end was the last year he played because I feel like we both knew that this time was coming. It was harder to get a job. Um, you know how it goes. Like it, it's like you're asking people like for jobs basically at this point in your career. It's like you know the end is near. Um, and Brian, you know, just like any player, I feel like. I mean, what player is ready to retire when their season ends? I don't think really anybody Not is. Many. I mean, yeah. And so, and a, a lot yeah. of it is due to injury or just getting older. Um, and so, when this time came for Brian, it was like I had just had my third baby, and he was like, "I'm going to go to Mexico and play this season." And I'm thinking, okay. Um, <laughs> so he he went to Mexico and played, and then came home a few months later, and then went and decided to play independent ball. And I'm like, dude, you we always talked about this. You would never play independent ball. Like, and then, you know, it's like, if, if, if my career comes to that point, like I'm just going to hang it up. Mm -hmm. And then when it came to that point, they're not ready to hang it up. And so I feel like a lot of times they think they are, and they think they think, and you know, that it's going to be easier than it is. And then when that time actually comes and it's like, Oh, well, I have an opportunity to go play on this independent ball team or do whatever. They're not ready to say no. So they go, um, and so that was like the, that, the, the last season of his career, um, he went to play independent ball and I was home. I had a newborn and a two-year-old and a, Avery was, I think seven at the time. So I'm just like juggling, you right. know, about to have a mental breakdown over here. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um, he's over playing independent ball and if I not, nothing against independent ball, I think it's great. But if you're a family unit and you've got three little kids, I mean, if you know anything about independent ball, it's a 
if they don't pay, like it, it was costing him to be, and he was in New Jersey and we live in Arizona. So it was just kind of like a super hard strain on us um, being that far apart and me having no help here. Um, and so when it came to that point where he was like, I'm going to go play independent ball. I was just like, what? Okay, go. Like I, whatever he went, I wasn't going to say no, but that really, that really put a strain because we hadn't talked when we, we had talked about it, but then it came and we weren't prepared to, okay, you play there. I'll stay home because there was nowhere to live. He was living in a hotel with another guy and you know, I had the kids and, and whatnot. Um, so he stayed, the team ended up making the playoffs. He was hurt and, um, he stayed through the whole thing. And I was so mad. (laughs) This is like a learning lesson. You got ladies, (laughs) ladies. So he was, (laughs) I was so mad. He was on the disabled list and I could not understand why he just wouldn't quit and come home. I have three kids. Like Avery's had started second grade. I need your help. But he stayed through the whole playoffs and came home in October. Um, like the beginning, uh, I think it was the beginning of October without even playing for the last like two months of the season. When he came home, I remember I was so mad at him. He thought that life was just going to go on and I was already checked out. I had already been checked out. And in fact, um, I didn't even know he was on the disabled list. Paige uh, told me. <laughs> she was like, Brian's, she goes, she, she called oh, me and she wow. goes, you know, Brian's not even playing. And I was like, I'm so busy here taking care of all of the things that I take care of. I haven't even like went online to see if Brian was playing. Like it was just something that I was like, mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. Um, so that being said, like, I wish now looking back, I would have been more supportive and been like, okay, this is the end of his career. Like let him finish with this team and go out as a good teammate, you know, and, and, end end that his whole career, basically, you know, the way that he wants to end it because this is his life. And instead I was so mad because right. he wasn't here helping me when in reality, like a couple months, yeah, it was tough, but it was only a couple months. And so I feel like just being more supportive of them when that time comes is definitely something that I would have been more, um, I would have been more so if, you know, looking back, if I could do it over again, I would definitely. Hindsight's always twenty you know. twenty, right? Oh my gosh. And I'm just thinking like, I was yeah. so <laughs> mad and I'm like, okay, that was a big deal for him. And, and when they're not ready to retire and they, you know, they, it's hard. Um, it's tough to let go. Well, it's so hard because I think to retire mentally well, you have to be prepared, but how can you be prepared and still give it your all when you're playing? You know what I mean? I I think guys don't even want to entertain the thought because they feel like if they entertain the thought of it being over, then they'll have like um, sacrificed um, Mm -hmm. what they're currently Mm -hmm. trying to do on the field. Does that make sense? Right. And there's also superstition along with it too. You know, guys are superstitious. They don't want to talk about, God forbid you talk about retirement in the clubhouse or anything like that because they're, you know, Mm -hmm. they think it's some (laughs) magic or something (laughs) going to come and end their career. But um, yeah, they're, you know, a lot of times guys aren't ready. And especially if it, you know, if they're just not signing, you know, nobody's signing them, that's even more difficult. Or if there's an injury Mm -hmm. that ends their career, Mm -hmm. that's difficult. So, and it's sad that that it's that MLB doesn't do more for the transitions. And I know that the alumni association and there are programs that are now coming out to help the guys um, transition, but you know, you're going from a schedule where you have to be somewhere all day long and every day you're here. Now you have BP. Now you have this, now you're traveling now and to nothing. And it's, you know, it's, it's definitely a super 
um, adjustment for them. And if they're not planning for it, it kind of hits them, I think, like a Mack truck. (laughs) Yeah. And even if they see it coming, I mean, Jeff, he had two shoulder surgeries in a row and rehab for over a year and basically mm-hmm. saw it coming, right? Because it had been so long. But even so, mm-hmm. then he's like, okay, well, now what? You know, you can, you can kind of know, even know it's coming and still just be like, okay, but what do, what do I even do now? I could see, though, from your perspective, where you're like, I'm in the weeds here. I've got three little babies, and you're just hanging out in New Jersey with your <laughs> friends. Um <laughs> And you're like, come home. I need your help. So I can completely see your perspective. And I can also see here's mm-hmm. his perspective where he's like, I, I know the end's coming and I'm trying to hang on for dear life and maybe grab any shred yes. of, you know, baseball that's yes. left. So, I mean, it's something that's difficult, but it's also show, you know, shines a light on where this, where this, um, connection needs Mm -hmm. to be bridged between like the family Mm -hmm. life and the career Mm -hmm. ending and how desperately that is needed in our community. It's it's so needed because not only is it hard, they don't want to, they don't want to accept the fact that what they've known their whole life is coming to an end, but it's also hard transitioning back into where do they belong with our family? I mean, like, I feel like guys, guys want to be the breadwinner and the taker care, you know, like they want to provide for their family and they want to be the man of the house. But when they're gone so long and then the, like, you know, you guys do this, the girl, we do everything. Like we take care of everything. We're in our own routine. Yes. Yeah. We're in our own routine yeah. without we, them. Exactly. So now they come back, they need to figure out where they fit in the routine. Right. Well, even just transitioning into off season mm-hmm. every yeah. year Same right? thing. when they come home and yeah. same thing. And I feel like we need to be better about having that spot for them and having their place for them and discussing how we parent and how we discipline and all these things, because we get stuck in our ways and then they come home and it's like, and this, I'm guilty of this. And I want to share, like, we kind of treat them like a, like a, I don't know, like they're not, they don't just blend right back in. It's like, Oh, dad's here. Okay. Um, Yes. Well, we have our schedule and our routine and this is how we do it. And so we just kind of do it our way. And then we forget that, wait, like he's a parent too. And he's part of this and he has his own, you know, like I feel like talking together and just maintaining that, um, the co-parenting, how we, you do it together and you're on the same page with everything really gets lost, um, lost in the transition. And, um, and then they feel like even more of an outsider and just like, okay, what am I, what do I do? Right. Like, why are you doing it this way? I would do it this way. And you're like, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, whoa. I've been doing it this way for now the last six months. Like, <laughs> yes. you don't get to just come in and throw a wrench in the whole thing. But yeah, right. They do deserve a voice in yeah. how things are running. And it's it's just something that I think needs more um, care and mm-hmm. attention so that it's kind of finessed back in instead of like, I know people will start to look at things more like you're saying, like you're an outsider, instead of looking at it with love as like, okay, let's see how we can integrate back into a family of four or five or whatever it is Mm -hmm. so that it's done with a smooth transition rather than everybody in chaos because I do it this way. No, I do it this way. Well, I want to go here. Well, I want to go to bed at this time and I need to, you know. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And then it's just a fight and you're arguing and it's like, whoa. And then yeah, it's just, it's not good. And also like, like when they come back, I mean, you're so used to your kids and your family and putting them first. It's like, wait a minute. Like 
you're my husband and you need to come first, like before the kids. And I feel like I'm sure every parent is guilty of putting their kids in kids first when they're babies and when they're little, because kids need all the attention. But when the guys come back, like they need to be first. And, um, you know, like, I feel like that's just the way it is. And, and I'm sure that probably breeds a lot of animosity from their standpoint is because they come back in and now they're not first. And now it takes adjustment for Mm -hmm. the wife to say, okay, like, like you said, turn the attention back to the husband and say, okay, you are the first priority. Let's make sure that you're getting, you know, back into the swinging and moving into our routine so that they don't, they can feel a part of it. There's so many moving parts to this. <laughs> yes. And you be the man of the house. Like you, you know, like, so it's, it's tough. And I feel like men and I mean, not all of them, but men are sensitive and like, they need to feel that. Like, I think as wives and women, like we, we need to not coddle them a lot, but like, we need to make them feel appreciated. And, you know, like, I feel like for a lot of guys, like they need that affirmation once they come back because they're feeling low, you know, like if your season is over and you're retired, like they're not feeling good. And Mm -hmm. if I could do it again, I would definitely, um, I would definitely just be more sensitive to that and just be more, more available as far as, just being available to them as far as like their needs. Um, like recognizing you know. that. Yes. Right. Recognizing how this is the end of their career. And like, I need to be here for them because I don't know how they feel as the wives we're in it with them, but we don't really understand how that feels to have, to have that happen. Um, because we haven't been, I mean, we've been in it, but we, it's not our career. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, definitely. We aren't the one out there. So. Anyways, yeah, yeah. I think that the, this is where I feel like therapy would be so helpful to like, yes. even as some kind of, even if it's just like a transitional therapy of like, okay, I'm retiring. Mm-hmm. How do we, how do we, how is our marriage at this point now where we're not traveling, we're not moving, we're not busy all the time. Now we're like mm-hmm. kind of stationary in one place and raising our family and just trying to work through all those emotions and kind of getting into a family routine would be so, so helpful. I mean, I'm a huge advocate for therapy. Even if you think you have the most perfect, great life, I think you should still go to therapy. Like everybody needs that. I agree. And I I think that um, this would be a huge, would be so, so, so beyond words helpful for families that even if they think it's coming and it's not coming yet to just kind of prepare for it and say, okay, Mm -hmm. how are we going to handle it when it, when it's our turn, when you Mm -hmm. enter the retirement club? Yeah, I mean this. This is the that that's the time when when most of these um, problems come up is when the guy is done with for sure. Um, this is when this is when it all happens. So that's that would be invaluable. Mm-hmm. I think um, I do too. Can we do something about that? Or anybody? Because <laughs> we're we have been we trying. Something about that? Sure. Yes. Yeah. I you know even yes. at the alumni. Um, summit that they had last year, I spoke with some of the guys over there and said, you know, this is an area that needs attention. Like this is all great for transitioning from a career standpoint, but you have to, uh, you have to acknowledge the relationships and how much of a shift Mm -hmm. is going to happen. And, you know, to be successful after baseball, you also need a successful relationship. You need to have, Mm -hmm. you know, some, you need backup, (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Like the community to rally around you Mm -hmm. and to give you the tools. And so that's kind of, you know, another reason why we have you on Ashley. So we can create awareness about this so that families can get on, get a jump on it and say, okay, Mm -hmm. we know we're winding down. Let's start thinking, what do you like to do? What are you going to do next? How is our family going to change? Where are we going to live? A lot of that's, Mm -hmm. I've I've heard that a lot is where they finally want to sit, you know, settle down they have a lot of conflict on that because it doesn't really matter when you're moving all the time while you're in season, but now it's like, okay, now where are we going to live? Where Mm -hmm. are kids going to go to school? And so, I don't know. I think, uh, it, it, uh, lost my complete train of thought there, but. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is. And it's like these things that you don't think about, but to have a plan in place, I feel like will be so helpful. Just even a loose, a loose plan. Like it doesn't have to be in, you know, stone, like, just something to go off of, like, I don't know, just anything, anything can be helpful because also like the statistic, I don't even know if there is a statistic, but like depression, I feel like is huge. Mm-hmm. And I know we've experienced yeah. this firsthand, um, depression because they feel like they're not worthy. And it's like, that is in a whole nother ballgame, like with, with therapy and with somebody to talk to and um, I think the alumni association, I mean, you guys, I don't know, but they, maybe they could do something more where they have like social workers almost right. yeah. for people transitioning because it's hard. Like I never experienced depression. Well, with yes. identity, I mean, your, their entire identity is wrapped up mm-hmm. in this game. Most, you know, for most, most guys, they haven't worked through what their identity is apart mm-hmm. from baseball. And that is a huge thing. And it's, um, I think it's really hard for them to do on their own and it's not as you know as the wife like that's not something we're qualified no. necessarily <laughs> to do to right. work them through yeah, that not so at then all. so once he came back home from new jersey were you just like i was totally checked out get the hell out or what <laughs> yeah no like i kind of i mean he obviously we didn't get divorced for another it was almost two years, but it wasn't fun. It wasn't a good time. Um, I was just so bitter and I was on the brink of like mental breakdown. And like, I don't talk about that very often, but I was so stressed. And like, if I look back at pictures, I'm like, I was so skinny. And like, I just felt like I was alone because I didn't want to tell anybody. I was so ashamed Mm -hmm. of that failure and I didn't want to be like the one that failed at my marriage and I just had my third baby and um so he like we lived together and we were like we went places together but um inside like we were dying like he was depressed and didn't know what to do because we hadn't talked about the future we didn't we had no idea like I had tried a few times like what are we gonna do when baseball's over and he shut me down every time because that they're not ready to talk about it like it's not over yet. And so, so you know, it's not over yet. No, right? like, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Um, so like this happened and it was like, we knew it was over and, um, it's like, now what? And, um, we just didn't, I mean, he went into some things and tried some business stuff more of like, <laughs> and it's like more, he just did it on his own. We'd never talked about anything. He would just go do something. And I'd be like, Oh, I did this. I'm like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> like what? <laughs> um, so at that point, like our communication was horrible. We weren't even barely talking. Um, so just like, gosh, if I could do it over again, I feel like I would still be married. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, there is just so many things. And I wish, like, I, I wish I could help people who are in that boat right now because 
there was just so many things that, yeah, it might, you might not want to do it at the time, but sacrificing a little bit of your own like pride to help out your husband when he's in a situation Mm -hmm. like this is so worth it. Well, I think you just nailed it. It's like, it's just bringing awareness so that people have something to look for and to say, okay, you know, I think too, that you start to feel like, oh, you, you, it's always been about you. It's been your career. That's kind of driven the ship here. And now they Mm -hmm. tend to say, now it should be about me the minute that they retire and the guys are left flailing, drowning in emotions because like you said, they get depressed, they're anxious because they don't know what they're going to do next unless mm-hmm. they have a plan. And so I think that is is a huge takeaway is start talking about what your plan is going to be. Because even Rick, when he retired, I mean, he obviously had a, a really different journey than most people and he was he chose to retire, but he had no idea what he was going to do. And he's still kind of bouncing around trying different things, trying to find where he fits in and he loves doing the TV stuff. So he thinks kind of settling into this, but you know, he was the life coach for the nationals one year. Um, you know, he's, he's kind of tossed around ideas about investing in businesses. And so same thing, we didn't talk about it. So now we're just kind of bouncing around trying to figure out where he belongs and what he wants to do. I'm like, you can only golf and fish so many, so much, you know, <laughs> like where are so you going to go broke? You need to have something. Exactly. I'm like, we need, the money keeps going out. (laughs) So, but um, having that discussion and and planning ahead is is so, so imperative. So the awareness. Yeah. And I think it's really helpful for you to just even talk about it because now people, anybody that listens to this is going to have that, you know, in their Mm -hmm. mind. And as that starts to happen, in their life or their they feel like their guys getting to the end of their journey they can start to think about these things where maybe they never would have yeah you know thought about it before and so now they're going to be a little bit more prepared yeah and just try to empathize with them and see things from their perspective more that's definitely where i totally i totally could have been a lot better um you know and it's hard because you're thinking you were gone and i'm i was just mad and you were gone and you were partying with your friends you know whatever um why I'm over here, but at the same time, it's like, they want to be home too, you know, like they, they don't, they're not happy out there partying, you know, with their friend, like it's their career. Um, maybe they are happy, but they want to be home. <laughs> maybe <laughs> a little want, bit. They want to be home. Too. They want to be home too, you know? And it's like, we forget that like, they're missing us too. And, um, you know, so we just need to just see things from their perspective and, empathize and even when they don't seem like they want our help we just need to be available did you guys try any type of therapy um I he never really would um I talked to like our pastor at church um you know a couple times on my own but I think now I would totally be like we're going to therapy like we are going you're (laughs) I don't care get in the car um I feel like and I feel like with baseball like they should have I don't even know if guys would want to utilize it if it was an option, but like if they had people there to talk to or to like, okay, let's figure out, you have a college degree. Let's figure out what you want to do. Do you want to get into coaching? Maybe you could like play or coach or, you know, like if they had somebody there to help them when their career got, you know, if even every team had somebody or if just major league baseball had somebody, I mean, I don't know if they would use them, but I feel like having that option of that. I think that they would. I think, you know, I think it obviously depends on the, 
the mindset of the particular any particular player. But I think if a guy starts to realize, all right, I mean, you have to understand that it's going to end yeah. someday. Even if you're a rookie, you have to know it's going to end someday. So having that plan is not going to at all hinder your performance, mm-hmm. you know, in your current if you're a current player. So it's like, just start thinking about what you like. Do you want to go into TV? Do you want to go into coaching? Do you want to be a business Mm -hmm. owner? Um, Do you want to be a real estate agent? I mean, there's so many things that all the guys are doing now that are retired and that it's, it's, uh, it's definitely, definitely having a plan is just smart. smart, (laughs) And that doesn't even talk about the marriage aspect of it. That's just having your own personal Mm -hmm. plan, but you also have to have a plan on how your family is going to um, change and evolve once you're home. And, uh, I mean, obviously if the players go into coaching, it's kind of still more of the same, right, Alyssa? (laughs) 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 Not as much, not as much change there, but you know what though? We, we didn't go straight into coaching. That's right. And we could have, we definitely could have used that help. Um, at the end of his career, he had no idea what to do. He ended up going on staff with our church for two years and realized that that wasn't his long-term, you know, um, calling. Mm-hmm. And so, um, realized that baseball was, so we got back into it, but there was a lot of uncertainty in those years and it would have been very helpful to have somebody to talk mm-hmm. through it with. So Ashley, when did you kind of know when the end was near as far as your relationship that, I mean, did you say, okay, I want out or what? Um, so after living together, for almost, I would say about a year, about a year after he came home that last season. Um, let's just say that <laughs> the cloud made it known. <laughs> if you read me. Damn apple. <laughs> um, yeah, it was sharing, sharing those user IDs, you know, I know we, shared, we shared an apple ID and the rest is history. Um, yeah, we just weren't, we were just drifting farther and, um, things weren't getting better. Things weren't healthy for sure. Um, so yeah, so we made the choice. And honestly, I was still mad. And I and like as a Christian, I know that holding grudges is not okay and not right. And um, I held on to a grudge for a long time. But, um, you know, I was just mad. And he moved out and I never cried. I was never sad about it um, until I was just telling Alyssa this summer. Like it finally hit me like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to process through my emotions and I'm going to be sad about this now. <laughs> so um, the last few months have been kind of crazy, but they have been divorced for almost three years. And um, well, I think you've just tried to hold on as just to be strong. You know, you, you have so much on your plate. Right. You have these three wonderful kids. You have just, I mean, I've just seen it. You've just tried to be as strong as you can possibly be. And so I think that's why it's taken you a little while to kind of process through the actual emotions of it. Cause you just, you've, you needed to be strong. Mm -hmm. I did. And, and, and I love to be that strong person that, okay, I got this. I can do this. I can do this. But then it like this summer, I think it just hit me where I'm like, I'm tired. Like, I don't want to be super mom. I, you know, like I really, Well, and it's healthy to get through those emotions and feel the emotions and let them yeah. pass through you. It's really, mm-hmm. you know, I can, I bet that it's probably made you feel better to get them through it has. and come out to the it other has. side of it. And here's one thing, like, not with like my baseball family, but just with friends who have gone through things, like whenever people are having like a rough time in the marriage, they'll come to me because they're like, you can do it. You can, you've done it. 
And I just want to be like, I'm not the divorce advocate. Like, I don't want to, like, the grass is not, you know, like, if you're in a bad marriage and things really, you know, can't get better, like, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, because I was so strong and I just did it and I got through it, um, I think I made it look easier than it really is. And it's not easy. And now, and like this last few months, like, it's been really hard. And so I just want to like, you know, like I always tell people now, like if they come to me, I'm like, just work on it, like exhaust every effort you can. And if you are, especially with my, and then especially with my baseball family, like try again, you know, like if there's a sliver of hope, you know, just try right. it and try it again. And like, don't give up until like there is nothing left. Um, You've exhausted all options, right? Exactly. Exactly. So that's like, I would love just to like emphasize that like divorce always looks like such an easy out, but it's not. Um, right. And how, and how is, how is the relationship now? Like, are the kids adjust, adjusting all right? And the kids are good. Rockland was so little that he really knows no different. Um, Jagger, right. it's the hardest on Jagger. He's a daddy's a boy and he'll ask me every day. I wish daddy could come back. I wish daddy could come back. Like Aww. it's, he breaks my heart. Like last Christmas, I'm going to ask Santa Claus if daddy can come back. <laughs> like, okay. So it's harder. And then Avery is, you know, she's 12 and she loves her mom time. Like she, her and Brian have a great relationship, but she likes my time. You know, like she is just yeah. mama's girl. Like she just, you know, so it's, they're great. They've adjusted great. Kids are pretty resilient and they'll go. Um, they right. go with the flow and we have a healthy, like we've spent every holiday together. I'm super close with his parents. I mean, like, I feel like I'm with his mom more than he is. So that's good because that's my, you know, that's our family here. Um, right. That's awesome though. So that's we, great. we definitely have co-parenting down. And I think that a lot of people, a lot of our friends will be like, Oh my God, you guys are so weird. Like you're always together. Like we go on vacations <laughs> together and it's like, well, it works. And like, honestly, the kids are happy. We can get along fine. Um, and it just, you know, it works for us. So I think it's been great. We don't have, you know, one of those nasty, one of those nasty relationships that you, you know, hear about so often. Um, we've been pretty right. lucky in that way. So yeah. And who knows what the future holds? I mean, we're pretty close, so I don't know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> What would be like your key takeaways that you would want people to know from your experience? Like you said, try everything, exhaust everything first. Exhaust everything. Just be empathetic to their feelings. Um, try to see things from both perspectives um, because it takes two. You know, there's more, more if there's a family, but, you know, it takes two people and it's hard work. And um, try everything until there's, um, you know, until you're just run out of options, I guess. Um, so tell us, Ashley, what you are up to now. You do, I know you're expanding your photography business. Yes. Yeah, so I have my photography business. I'm actually like expanding it, thinking of different things to kind of grow with how things are changing. Um, you know, more social media stuff um, like that. Um, photography memberships, you know, just things where people want lots of photos or fewer photos, but lots of photo shoots. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like just to have lots of content to post because so many of us run our businesses on social media. Um, you know, we always need content. That's so really that's smart. kind of where I'm that's kind of where I'm taking it. Um it's fun for me. It's fresh. It's just it's new, newer stuff, you know. So that's going on there. Um 
fitness is good. I'm actually competing in my first bikini competition. It sounds so weird to say like I'm in a bikini competition. <laughs> well, fitness. <laughs> like people ask me, I'm like, oh, it's a, yeah, fitness. So it's it's like a physique. Um, I've been working hard for about 12 weeks, and um, the competition is November 9th. So that's really been my focus um, for the past couple months. Now that all my kids are in school, it's crazy. Um, I thought I would have all this time, but instead I'm tracking food and working out. (laughs) (laughs) What's the first um, thing you're going to eat afterwards? I think, I think cookie dough. Mm, I love cookie dough or like, I love a good burger. I love pizza, but I love cookie dough. Um, (laughs) It's like my ultimate weakness. So maybe that, um, yeah, it's been really fun to um, just to focus on something and challenge myself. Um, Has it been hard? I mean, I would imagine it would be. It's hard. Um, grueling. It's grueling. Sometimes the work, I love the workouts. Like I love lifting heavy and it just, you feel really good. I don't love the cardio. That's the hardest part. Um, I'm not friends with the stair mill. <laughs> the stair mill. Um, and then the food part. Yeah, the food. I'm, I don't like chicken and I've been eating so much chicken. I will probably never eat chicken again in my life. Um, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard and it's a challenge, but the way you feel, like I feel really good, is totally worth it. So it's been fun. So yeah, just just being a mom, my photography's, you know, it's busy time of year. Everybody wants holiday photos. Um, and then the fitness thing's going good. So yeah, I'm just locking it down. <laughs> yeah. And if you guys need your photos done, she is in Scottsdale. She does an amazing job. Thank you. I think it's really smart to, um, to do the social media aspect of it because I know so many bloggers and, you know, Instagram people on Instagram that are doing that. I mean, they, they pay a photographer every mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Mm-hmm to do, you know, photo shoots for this campaign and this Mm -hmm. campaign and, you know, they plan it out so far in advance. And so I think that's really smart. Yeah. I'm excited. And around here, there's so many cute locations, um, just so many hotels and coffee shops and restaurants and just even out in the desert that are cute and different. So there's lots of opportunity, um, in Scottsdale for sure. And lots of influencers here. It's nuts. All the social media presence, um, just here. It's crazy. So yeah, so I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, I'm just you know looking for love, looking for love. <laughs> <laughs> and we are so excited to um, have you at the conference too on our panel, and I'm so to be our for that. photographer also. Yes. <laughs> so we are utilizing all of your talents. Yeah, <laughs> I will not be wearing my bikini for my conference. <laughs> across the stage. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I'm really excited. And I hope that we have time for like questions and answers, um, you know, and to really talk and maybe, you know, talk about personal stuff um, with the girls there. I'm really excited for that. And I'm excited for Florida. Like I haven't been to Florida in a long time. So. I know. I, I, I remember spring training with you here. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, I haven't been there since 2000. 10. Was that our last spring training there? I think. Yeah, it's been a while. So yeah, 10 years. Whoa. Calm <laughs> down. Where did that decade go? Wow. I know, right? It flew. It really flew. Do you plan on do you plan on doing any more uh bikini contests, do you think? I know that you're saying it's grueling, but do you think if you get up there and taste victory that you might want to do some more? <laughs> I mean, there's a chance. 
It is grueling, <laughs> but it's fun. Like it's kind of, I could see where it could be kind of addicting at the same time. Right. Um, Didn't your mom do one? My mom did one a couple years ago, four years ago or five years ago. And then my sister did one. Ridiculous, Ashley. You were born. <laughs> <Right>? to <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, my mom just did this contest like four or five years ago. <laughs> no, she looked so good. And then my sister actually did she one. Did. 11 years ago and your sister oh, I, I mean yeah oh so it's kind of in the family oh, um yeah. if I don't trip and fall on my face when I'm on the stage I might do a second one that's my <laughs> we'll see I get stage fright so I, mean, I might have to have a shot of tequila <laughs> I was just gonna say take a shot right before you, you know, well not yeah. right before you need to let it set in so like maybe 30 minutes before yeah maybe that'll be my that'll be my sugar before I go on stage there you go um, well tequila indeed. they say is the the healthiest alcohol anyway so yes doesn't it have oh. pro, doesn't it have probiotics in it I just read that it's so good oh for you gosh. yeah <laughs> it's a health and it's I a health tequila. now I had I had a very bad new year's eve with tequila so we do not get along anymore <laughs> uh -oh. one time that'll do it <laughs> well, I can't even smell it anymore. Ugh, that's the worst. I know. No, so we'll see. Maybe. I mean, I think it'd be fun. My mom actually, my mom actually said, "There's one in Oregon. We should do it together if you want to do another one." Oh my gosh, and she, that would be oh, wow. amazing. And she but just turned mom? sixty. That's yeah. crazy. Wow. Oh, you have to do it. Oh my so gosh. So I'm like, okay, we'll see. So maybe we'll do another one next year. Oh my gosh. Depends. That well, we'll be cheering for you because that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's pretty. It's Are pretty they going to live stream it? Can I like watch online? It is live stream. Yeah. Yes. You can totally watch it. <laughs> yes. I'm putting it on my calendar. Oh my gosh. I'll share the link with you maybe. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's exciting. So a couple more weeks and we'll see. Very cool. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So photography, fitness, if you, and, and you're, do you do online training for people too? I, I can. Yeah. So I can yeah. online training. I like to really help with the nutrition part. Um, yeah. That's kind of like what my focus is for people. So yeah, good tips. And, um, you know, if you have any questions, she's a good motivator. I'm... She's motivated me many a time Thank you. <laughs> to get in shape. And yeah. Well, what are yeah. your handles? Where, what is uh, your Instagram and stuff where people can follow you? Uh, Ashby star photo is my photography page. Uh, A-S-H-B-S-T-A-R-R -R photo. And then Fit Sister 2 is my fitness page. And then I have several others, but my personal. <laughs> one for my kids, one for my pig, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell us really quickly about your tiny teacup pig. That you have. Oh, yeah. So two years ago, we got a tiny teacup pig who now weighs 150 pounds. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Louie got out happened? this morning and ate all my flowers. Yeah. Louie. Um, is oh, not Louis, a teacup. Louis is, <laughs> is huge. He is not a teacup. He is giant. And um, apparently teacup pigs don't exist. I'm not sure. They they told, really? me, they told me we feed him too much. So Oh, okay. oh and that's yeah. why that's why he's big. Not a teacup. Yes. <laughs> but this is also a Brian thing. Brian yep. purchased Louie on Craigslist. And he brought him over. I got this pig for Avery for her birthday. It's a girl. We named her Zara, and she's fixed. Well, Louie runs out of his little cage, and all I see are balls. I'm like, that is not a girl pig, and that is <laughs> she's not fixed. <laughs> Brian grew up in the city. Brian grew up in the city. He had no idea. 
So yeah, that was that was Louis's first. Um, yeah, Zara became Louis, and the rest is history. He's oh, not man. a teacup. No, he's 150 pounds, male pig. He is on a diet. He's fat blind because he's so fat right now. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, and where yeah. can we follow Louis? Louis is Louis. I think it's Louis underscore the potbelly pig. Yeah. I'll put a. I'll we'll put the links up. Yeah, on that, the link on up. <laughs> yeah, he's great, but you know, he's definitely not a teacup. So, oh yeah, just just live in they live in the dream, live in the dream. Yep. But I, I will say one thing: my life is nothing like I imagined it. <laughs> it rarely is, yeah. right? No, no. So life, life is full of twists and turns, and the best we can do is embrace them and go with the flow, and pray (laughs) pray for the best so well thank you for hanging out with us and sharing a little bit about your story thanks for having me on and we'll have we're gonna have you at the conference so everybody that comes will be able to get we'll be able to meet you and get even more um, yes some more from you so thank you so much for hanging with us i'm so excited i can't wait yay florida i'm excited too yay all right i love you girls Thanks for listening to the Our Baseball Life podcast. Be sure to visit ourbaseballlife.com to join the conversation, access show notes, and discover our fantastic community. And if you've loved this episode, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thanks for listening.